Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. I see the tickers played down. I can't hear anything in my headphones. This is a full disclosure radio show, but guess what? We're ready to roll. It is Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula statewide SWX Montana Television. And around the planet Earth on both YouTube and the live stream. If you want to listen live, it's pretty easy. 1029ESPN.com. That's where you'll find the stream. The stream is presented by Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. And if you want to give us a call, it's easy as well. 361-3688. That's 361-3688. You're going to want to remember that number because we have a good giveaway for you a little later on in the show. Giving you $25 to Taglieri Deli right here in Missoula. It is a big show today. we got a lot to get through. We're going to keep breaking down Jeff Choate to Texas, not from the Montana State perspective or the Jeff Choate perspective, but from the state of Montana perspective, the University of Montana perspective, and the Big Sky Conference perspective. We are also going to get into our weekly Treasure State Stars. We've got six uh, young people from around the state of Montana, three boys, three girls from the basketball scene. We are also going to uh, have an interview, an impromptu interview with a two-tail, but it's not Ryan two-tail, it's Austin two-tail, his little brother, my good buddy. But it is the year anniversary of Kobe Bryant dying. Uh, crazy that it's been a year since then, but uh, Austin's got some thoughts for us. And then, of course, we're going to get into some Cat Grizz hoops. And then something that we kind of blew through yesterday that I can't wait to have him on the show, Anthony Knockrider, our good buddy from KGEZ up in Kalispell. He hosts the Knock on Sports 
He's a native of Tampa Bay. I never had a friend from Florida. He He's from there. And uh, I think if you follow him on social media, you know he's a dedicated fan. So we're going to get Anthony on to tackle a little bit Bucks the Super Bowl. Of course, like every Tuesday, Riley Corcoran joining me. Coulter Nuwana is right here in studio. Corcoran, how you doing, my man? I'm doing great. It just feels like this week is more of you don't know what time it is. You don't know what day it is. And in the world of sports media, we kind of touched on it yesterday. But it kind of continues throughout the entire week, right? I mean, you've got all the Jeff Choate news and everything in between yesterday today and we're going to continue to talk about it you have the Grizz Cat Cat Grizz basketball games coming up on Thursday and Saturday it's a it's a fun one and then you add the bonus in there I'm excited to contribute some more on the Treasure State Stars here later on in the hour because I'm calling the game tonight with Sean Rainey Missoula Big Sky Missoula Hellgate on SWX it's a bit later it's an eight o'clock tip so stay up late with us but uh be a full day man I'm super fired up and I don't know. Here we are, 4 o'clock Tuesday. And we're finally busy again. I know. Here's the thing, man. I was joking with – I did a bunch of interviews this morning. Riley just had a great tweet talking about his week uh, and all the things he's got going on. Sean Rainey followed it up and said all the things he's got going on. And I got to tell you, a part of what we do working in the local media, particularly when you wear a bunch of hats in the local media, is – it involves a certain element of mania that you have to embrace. But Riley can testify to this. We get this sweet spot of time during a normal year in June and July where we're basically just going to the Paddleheads games and uh, watching baseball, and that's about it. Playing and, golf during the day. Play, play, don't Riley's that. playing 36 every yeah. day. I'm playing you know, about 72 a week. This guy's getting in, <laughs> I don't know, about 300 holes a week. But uh, – that's the sweet spot. But then you kind of got to get cranked back up, but you get you get thrown into it, fall camp, and then all of a sudden by this time of year, usually you're just churning. You're just a machine. You're ready. You're into it because everything's busy, but you're so used to it. It's all on a schedule. That's been the hardest part of this last year has been that the schedule has been completely and utterly disrupted. So you can't find a routine, but then also you're not busy. So I, I did a bunch of interviews this morning, and I was teasing uh, Trisha Benford, Montana State women's basketball coach. I said, Coach, this is like – not playing a single basketball game for a year and then getting thrown into a big sky conference game where you got to play 40 minutes stem to stern. I'm so out of shape for this when you got a coaching search to cover and Cat Grizz to cover and radio show and all the great stuff that we get to do. But I know you agree. We wouldn't have it any other way. This is this is what we live for. This is what we live for. And I think that your brain just gets acclimated to knowing, okay, normally November is when your crossover season happens, right? It's, it's the big football game the third week in November. And then you kind of gear up for the crossover with basketball and everything in between. Then you know when the week comes where the Grizz play the Cats in basketball, the things are going to be different and ramp up. And you're right. I, I have been so ready for a week like this, and this kind of sounds wild. And I know it's, it's why I tweeted it out today and again you can testament to this too is we thrive on this because to me june and july you kind of deserve the rest at that point sure. when people give me a hard time about playing golf i have no sympathy for them because i'm like hey, hey <laughs> right. just take my schedule from november to february right. basically right. so yeah you can give me all the hard time you want in june july but uh I, I know we both agree with that hey here's the thing during all of this as we're acclimating and recapping what we have for the week we're also as fired up as we can be. This is the most excited I've been as far as just getting up, getting ready to go, and knowing that the day and the week is completely packed. Oh, man. I mean, people always ask me, who are you rooting for? Who are you pulling for? The answer is always nobody. I'm never pulling for anybody. But that and everybody says, well, how do you care about sports so much? You're the most obsessed person with sports that I know. Well, that's the beauty of it. 
there is I have no emotional elements to this. We had lunch with our good buddy Brent today, yeah. and he's a hardcore Green Bay Packers fan, and you could just tangibly feel the sadness within him. I mean, my boss was beside herself on Monday morning when we got here, and I, I actually feel blessed that I don't have that um, emotional attachment to sports. But uh, it is a big week around the state of Montana. We're going to be very proud to present all the content that we possibly can in collaboration, solo, all over the place. Tease for a little later on in the week. I got so many, so many good things coming up for our great listeners, our great viewers. Stu Morrill, legendary University of Montana men's basketball coach, will join us tomorrow at the top of the hour with Sean Rainey. Mick Durham, former Montana State men's basketball coach, is also going to hop on tomorrow. We have a great interview coming up with Quinn Wolferman. He's a Missoula native who's headed to the X Games. That was an amazing story. We were talking about that story. Like that that is a story that needs to be told more. And I mean national spotlight, and that's on the off day of the Grizz Cat game. So Friday, Sunday, you better be tuning in. They have a new event in the X Games called Knuckle Huck. (laughs) And I guess this is like Quinn Wolferman's dream come true. It's according to his dad. Shout out to Keith. Uh, by the way, Keith, I'll let you know when Quinn's going to come on because I know you're interested in listening to your good boy on the show. But uh, we, we got jam-packed stuff all the way throughout the week. We got all four of the head coaches from the rivalry coming on. Going to have some player interviews as well. So we'll be happy to present it to you. But I, on my way here, I was listening to the Inside the Den. Go check out Inside the Den, Riley's podcast, through Learfield Sports. It's uh, The interview with Coach Hawk is very good. He He's very... Um, He's very revealing. It's funny because I've covered Coach Houck now since pretty much the beginning of his career. You can tell Bobby Houck's done a lot of reading over the last 15 years because his vocabulary has gotten very good. It's good to the point where I'm like, man, I need to brush up on mine because the interviewee should not be the one that uh, is showing up the interviewer when it comes to uh, word choice. But you're right. He is... uh He's a scholar in many words. I'm glad that that was your your take from it because when I walked out of his office, I'm like, wow, he was very yeah. candid and revealing in that to answer a lot of questions that me and you have gotten sure. every single day and a lot of Grizz fans have to. Well, there's so many sentiments that emerge that are just incorrect. And the number one that I've heard, especially from people in the big sky that are outside of the state of Montana, why are the Bobcats and the Grizzlies scared to play in the spring? Oh, my gosh. They're not on. scared. In fact, they would they would play. Like Coach Houck said, we should have played in the fall. It just should have been normal. We should have just played. He said grave error. Like, those, those yeah. two words stood out right. to me. We made a grave error in not playing in the fall. Totally. So now we're just kind of back on schedule, and I think that I, I'm going to keep preaching what I've been preaching. Just take it for what it's worth. This is the opportunity to get back on the normal schedule to then, if all the things play out as they could and should, have the greatest football season that we've had in the state of Montana with both sides of the rivalry exceptionally good and healthy and all sorts of different things. I mean, this is what, if you want to see Troy Anderson and Sammy and Kim at their best, this is the way that we need to do it. So I'm excited for that. And that, and then you just put in the result, but we're in a result-based business, right? Or why we follow sports or enjoy sports so much. Well, then I would pose questions to both Grizz and Cap fans out there. Would you rather have teams that are respectable and go out in the quarterfinals each time? Or would you rather gear up to make a national championship run because that's exactly what I think both programs, I would say both head coaches, they were aligned with that, Choate and Hauk, all the way through this. So that's the goal, and, and I know it's hard at times to kind of go, oh, man, we're going to be missing out on this. Look at the schedule the Big Sky rolled out. That's a unique schedule. I mean, sure. they're going to play home and homes with teams five weeks apart. To kind of, It's interesting. I, I don't know. We're just going to have to see how it all plays out. We're going to see how it all plays out. It is Nuanez now. Riley Corcoran joining me. Coulter Nuanez right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. 
statewide SWX Montana television. And that brings us full circle then to finishing up on some stuff we were talking about yesterday. First of all, I got to make an apology. Yesterday, I was going about a million miles per hour, and we were kind of all over the place. And I thought we had a good discussion, but I think that the the uh, the events that take that took place deserve a great discussion. And I think that we analyzed all the ins and outs of what happened with Jeff Cho going to Texas, giving you the timeline and all the circumstances that went into it. We also analyzed the nuts and bolts of his career at Montana State and shared some sentiments and uh, got some feedback from both sides of the rivalry. And again, that's the number one thing why we love doing what we do because everybody out there that's listening and watching is so passionate. Everybody has thoughts on everything, and that's great. And we love hearing from you. 361-3688-361-3688 if you want to text us or call us and give us more feedback. But I think that the one part that uh, I didn't properly express is this. We talked about the marketing machine that is Jeff Choate. We talked about his ability to spread a vision, proclaim a vision, the culture he built at Montana State, all of those things. The one thing that I would say about Jeff Choate that defines him differently than any coach that I've covered is twofold. One, you can talk about uh, his close to 500 record. You can talk about if you take away the wins from the Grizzlies. You can talk about the wi- the big wins. Uh, you can di- dissect the all. You know, he, I mean, he beat seven ranked teams. Were Mont- was Montana State the underdog in any of those games? You can dissect all of it. Didn't beat Eastern. Didn't beat Weber. But on the other side, you have to ana- analyze the man and what he meant to the Bozeman community and what he meant to the media, but, but more importantly, what he meant to me and, and Skyline Sports. Jeff Choate is such an inspirational speaker that he said a lot of things and gave a lot of tenets and taught a lot of lessons that resonated with me in my personal life. And I think that Jeff Choate, uh, for that, is somebody that I will never forget as somebody that I've covered. And is that all it takes to be a head college football coach? I don't necessarily think that that's true. Is being the most beloved guy or winning the press conference the key to success? I don't think that's true either. But I'll tell you this, from a perspective of a man, I have a, uh, I have uh, the utmost respect for Jeff Choate. And I've talked about it with my brother quite a bit. Choate came from such a similar background to Brooks and my father. And Choate reminded me in a lot of ways of my dad. And uh, so I think that his ability to reach young men on a personal level and make them think and know that he loves and cares about them that's what gave Montana State success. If you go on the Montana State Twitter account, the football Twitter account, and you look at the tribute video that they did to him, that sums up Coach Choate's career. It's not about the games that he won, although there were some high moments and some low moments. It wasn't about the six, the, uh, the succeeding or the failing. It was about how much he connected to the community, the state of Montana, but more importantly, his players. And I know that all of the players that stuck around and played for him were better men for it. And I think that's the whole point of what these guys do. And I think that's what's so great about the two head coaches that we've had for the last couple of years because Bobby Houck is so good at that element of it as well. Jeff Choate, one of his best quotes he told me was, college football is one of the last true proving grounds for young men in America. Most of us don't have to go to the military anymore. Most of us, uh, there's not a lot of combat or physically demanding disciplines that we're thrown into that uh, it's, it's sort of 
commonplace in our society. So therefore, then some of the toughest people that we produce now are the guys that endure four or five years of college football. And I think that's why every every person to a man that I grew up with that played for Coach Houck would tell you it didn't matter if they liked him or hated him when they played for him. They absolutely respected him, and they are better men for playing for him, period. And when you look at all the guys from those that first era of Coach Houck, they all had so much success, such tremendous success, and they're all doing such great things in their communities as men, as husbands, as fathers, all those things. And I think that when we look down the road 10, 15 years from now, we're going to see a similar thing with Montana State in Bozeman and around the state of Montana too. So I mean, those are kind of my thoughts just on Choate in general just because to me the reason his personality and his persona was so magnetic is because it was a lot more than about just the wins and the losses. I think that this is a good opportunity. Number one, this is more of a, and I agree, with what Jeff Choate was able to do, um, kind of a, a remembrance of what he meant to Montana State. You summed it up pretty well. And I, and I want to kind of segue a little bit and just just point out how similar I would say that both Coach Choate and Coach Houck are in that regard. There's a lot of personalities that are out there when it comes in the coaching world, but there's some characteristics that are so important. And when you've been around the block a little bit and seen kind of what leads to success in some programs, maybe how some don't reach that success you're reaching for, there's a couple of things that stand out. And number one, a leader and more than anything the x's and the o's the the games the decision making everything in between being a good leader and i think jeff cho described that personified that as good as anyone i mean he could rally a group around that maybe wouldn't be as talented as the team across from them but you know what he's going to lead them to battle and they're all on the same page these are huge figures we're talking about they both have phenomenal personalities but they're also transparent i feel culture with both of these guys and we've gotten the fortune to be able to do this you could just sit down you feel like when they're talking to you you can just go have a beer with them you really could go sit down and talk life with them more than just football and jeff Cho, bobby halker both in that regard um especially with what we're talking about here with jeff Choate leaving msu it's the rare type of person too though that does have that um uh accessibility where you do feel you can go have a beer from them and learn from them while also they possess the gravitas and establish that they are the alpha in the relationship at all times. We've seen a lot of coaches come through both programs that have been uh, really great coaches and really great guys. None in my career covering the Big Sky dating back to 2004 have been like Bobby Houck and Jeff Choate. I mean, Rob Ash is a very analytical guy. He's the CEO of the coaches, as he always used to say. He let his coaches coach. They had a lot of success. They won 70 games at Montana State. They won multiple Big Sky titles. They made the playoffs four times. Uh, Robin Flugrad was has always been wonderful to me. He's a great guy. He's a great, great offensive mind. He loves Montana. He loves the city of Missoula. He loves the University of Montana. Mick Delaney's a mentor, man. I look up to Mick so much. He, he's the grandfather that's everybody's best friend, and he's such a cool dude and such a great advocate for Grizzly athletics. But th- there's never, there hasn't really been anybody that have that that magnetism and uh, that accessibility like these two guys. I mean, Mike Kramer was kind of in that mix too because he he has such a larger-than-life persona. But it does. It takes a special guy. And so that leads us into some of our questions. It is Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana. Riley Corcoran joining me. Coulter Nuanas in studio. What's Choate's departure mean for Montana State in the immediate future? Well, that's the thing. You have to find a way to replace the leadership so that you don't have a vortex of leadership. That's the number one thing. That's easy to answer. What's the top priority internally? I think the top priority internally is trying to maintain the roster, right? Right now, we've only seen one transfer. 
Munchie Filer entered the transfer portal yesterday. He was an all-big sky corner two years ago. He sat out most of last year with an injury. Former junior college guy, really interesting guy. Sad to see him leave. But as of right now, uh, not a ton of other exodus yet. We'll see. But, I mean, would you agree that's the top priority for Montana State is just retain, recruiting and retaining the guys that they have in the program? Without question. The last thing they want to do right now is lose momentum because that is the biggest thing that Montana State's been able to do under Choate's time. They have steadily become more relevant from a national scale, from a big sky scale, and from a talent scale. I mean, you put that roster up, that's a top 10 roster nationally, and you do not want to lose what they have built there. I think that um, you look at the personnel side of things and style of play, I mean, those are impossible questions to ask right now is, is their current roster going to translate to whoever they hire? I think, and I, and this word is thrown around a lot, and it's not sure. just a, a throwback, but culture is another big part, too. Sure. Personality of who they hire, yeah. I mean, it can't be polar opposite of what Jeff Choate was, because then no. you're going to have kind of a clash here. It has to be somewhat aligned if you can. I, I don't know. I mean, that that's going to be the search committee's maybe biggest uh, hurdle to climb is try and hire as close to someone as Choder, at least personality-wise, where you keep that culture uh, together with what MSU's developed in that locker room. And I think that, uh, you know, I, I've heard secondarily from a couple of the players, obviously I've not reached out to them. Don't worry, Montana State Sports Information. We're not interviewing <laughs> They're players. cringing right but now. But I have, uh, I've heard, um, you know, I mean, I've, I've contacted a bit of contact with the players, and I think that the number one thing that Jeff Choder has preached on the record and in the locker room has been that the, the – Bobcat football is about the players. It's about the the it's about the name on the front of the jersey, and it's about the collective players as a whole. I thought Bobby Halk made such a great point on your inside the den when he was talking about Montana football as a whole. You asked him a question about playing in front of no fans, not from a revenue perspective, but from a community perspective, and that's what it is. It's about the community. It's about the 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 Bobcat family, just like it is about the Grizz family. And I think that's that's the key point. I think if the I don't think that's a tough hire to make. I think there's a lot of people that will want to make it into a player's program or maintain it as a player's program. Um, what's the top priority for this higher than I think we both agree? It's maintaining that culture. Will this cause a mass exodus? I don't really know. I think that the fact that they have seven players on the committee and I think the fact that Choke did build it, build it so that right now they have great continuity within their locker room, I think that those things all bode well. I think that one factor that does determine here about the immediate exodus or everything in between with player movement is timeline. And that's one of my biggest questions that I want to pose right back to you, not to put you on the spot, but what is the timeline for Montana State with everything here? Is there urgency to make a hire so you don't have guys waiting in the wings asking the what-if questions, but also at the same time, you want to make sure you get it right. So where does that balance kind of come in between, and what have you heard maybe as far as if there is a timeline? Well, in my 10 years, I guess 11 years now, covered Montana State Athletics directly, there's been uh, openings for men's basketball twice. For football, this will be the second opening. Uh, obviously not women's basketball because Trisha Binford has been entrenched there. So we had four different coaching searches. Uh, this is the second coaching search under current athletic director Leon Costello. He made the men's basketball hire uh, with Danny Sprinkle, uh, I guess, about two years ago. And the timeline has always been relatively the same. It's always been between 7 and – they say 7 and 14, but usually more like 7 and 12 days. So – I think that we'll have some news probably by early week next week. I know that the search committee has talked to a ton of people. Uh, SkylineSportsMT.com if you want to look at some of the prospective candidates. 
So it, I, I think that the timeline, I think they'll get something done pretty quick here. It's funny to me, too, also the people that go, hey, who are the candidates? Go to SkylineSportsMT.com and figure in, and read it for yourself, right? I mean, that's the whole point. That's exactly right. <laughs> Nuana's now 1029 ESPN, Missoula Statewide, SWX Montana Television. Now I want to roll into some questions on what does this mean for the state of Montana? What does this mean for the rivalry for Mont- the University of Montana? I know you have to be careful about some of this stuff. I don't. <laughs> I can tell you this. I don't know how much detail I want to give into this, but I can tell you this. Bobby Houck has gotten calls like Jeff Choate has gotten since Bobby Houck's been back in Montana. Bobby Houck has declined the opportunities that he was provided when he got those phone calls. I, I should, I, see, I guess I shouldn't have to be careful about that. He said that on the show. He yes. said the phone has rang before. It's nice to be thought of. I'm committed full force to Montana. I wonder now then if that becomes a recruiting pitch. I don't think Coach Alex is going to say that in public or in the media, but I do think that behind closed doors there is a little bit of uh, some leeway there where he can say, hey, I'm here for the long haul on the other side of the hill. You know, That's become a stepping stone, although it is funny that, that, that Jeff Choate actually created Montana State as a stepping stone job. It has not been a stepping stone job since the late 1960s when Jim Sweeney was there. But regardless, I just wonder if, if Coach Alex starts to use that. I know you can't really talk about that, so we'll go on to the next question, though. I wonder, though, with some of the loosening of the transfer rules and some of the things that are going on right now with the NCAA jurisdictions, uh, if there's a coach and – and this is actually not one of the newer – this is actually a relatively new rule, but not one of the newest rules. I think this was implemented maybe two, three years ago. If you sign a national letter of intent with a program and then the coach leaves – Within before you actually join the team, before you actually like you know report to campus and are on the team, so on that you know little six seven month sweet spot, you are then free to open your recruitment again. I wonder if that pertains to any of the recruits that are going to Montana State, particularly the ones from Montana. I think there was a lot of guys that wanted to go to Montana State because they wanted to be Bobcats. There was also some guys that wanted to go to Montana State because they wanted to play for Choate and his staff. So I wonder if that has a an impact on the in-state recruits, especially the most recently signed ones. I think there will be a trickle-down effect. I think you see it just far and wide of any coach that leaves the program. There's at least a couple there that are going for him in general. So I, the in-state guys I'm curious about because i got to give credit to B.J. Robertson over at, at MSU. He's no done question. a phenomenal job recruiting the state of Montana. So as far as... Maybe the guys that are close to home, because that's who me, you, everyone else, I, I think right now is is following. Hey, are any any guys going to flip that were in state from the Cats to the Grizz? That remains to be seen. I do think that down the road you're going to see it. Um, but uh, as far as with Coach Houck being here to stay, I mean, he said it this week on the podcast as well towards the end of it. I know you got to listen to the end of the interview to hear it, but I asked him just very candidly, Coach, we don't have to worry about you going anywhere. He goes, no way. I love this place, and he's going to use that as a recruiting pitch. And, and this is right now, Coulter, do you see this as a window? I can pose this question right back at you. Do you see this as a window for Montana to try and turn the tide immediately? Everything is about this rivalry. They live it day in and day out, and everything that you can pounce on, you have to take advantage of, right? Do you see that coming from the Grizz side of things? I think that in um, a normal year, maybe more than this, I think that because there's still so much uncertainty with how many um, scholarships are available, how many roster spots are available. That's a great point. I don't, I don't really know if you can go really go recruit. I mean, I, I'll tell you this. I know that Jacob Sermon, the University of Washington quarterback that was has a lot of family ties to Montana, he declared for, the, for a transfer. He explored the option of transferring to Montana. There wasn't room for him to come to Montana. They don't have scholarships. 
So I don't really know if you can go poach a lot of those guys. Poach is the wrong word, but I don't know if you can go poach a lot of those guys. Um, so maybe maybe in the future, this next recruiting cycle has an impact. But I do agree with you. Uh, B.J. Robertson as a position coach is here nor there. B.J. Robertson as the director of high school operations I thought was one of the smartest hires Choate made because then they did their little bobcat blitz. Every single assistant coach is going and hitting a certain region of Montana. They're going and walking. They're putting boots on the ground in every high school in the state of Montana. That make that resonates. It resonates because then when you have a kid in sunburst, you know for the you know the second time in the history of the 500 person town, the kid comes to Montana State. It, it, it works. But I know Bobby Houck has a good lock on the state of Montana as well. So uh, that'll be an interesting fold as well. Uh, last point in terms of how this affects the state of Montana. I think that uh, on. The Western Montana side, on the Grizz side, a lot of people could say, you know, all Choate ever did was beat Montana. Well, I think that that's not necessarily true. He did. Re, he re, Here's the thing. Ch- Choate repaired a broken culture. I was completely and utterly entrenched with the Bobcats when Rob Ash was the coach. I can tell you it was one of the most disastrous internal situations I've seen in 2015. Those guys were the worst defense I've ever seen, and it had literally nothing to do with talent. They give up guards and points in just gobs. Three out of the four guys in their secondary ended up transferring up. So they didn't, they didn't have a talent problem. I mean, Trayvon Strong went to Utah. Demonte King started at Arizona State. They didn't. I mean, Bryson Keaton went to the NFL. He played for the New York Jets. They didn't have a talent problem. They had an alignment problem. They had a continuity problem. They had a culture problem. So Cho fixed that. That he deserves credit for. Number two, though, there was also this overwhelming narrative you know, Rob Ash won 70 games. Rob Ash won three Big Sky titles and shared another one. Rob Ash went to the playoffs four times. Rob Ash won four postseason games. Rob Ash was the National Coach of the Year, uh, a Big Sky Conference Coach of the Year, a lot of different awards for Rob Ash. Rob Ash is, a, you know, I think, one of the 25 winningest coaches in the history of college football. Rob Ash went 2-7 and seven against the Grizzlies, but more importantly, when he won in Missoula in 2010 and 2012, even though their program was nationally elite and ranked in the top 10 in both of those seasons, led by you know multiple players of the year on both sides of the ball, whether it's Daenerys McGee on offense or Caleb Schreibice and Brad Daly on defense, it still had this omnipresent feeling that those were upset wins, even though those were against two Grizz teams that didn't make the playoffs. Choate changed the narrative by, by reestablishing that the balance of power is even. And he, his four wins made it so that statistically on the docket, it is. Since the streak was snapped in 2002, it's 9-9 nine to nine in the rivalry. Over the last decade, the Cats have won six. The Grizz have won four. Over the last decade, the Cats have made the playoffs six times. The Grizz have made the playoffs, excuse me, the Cats have made the playoffs seven times. The Grizz have made the playoffs six times. So the docket is largely even. But Chope made it reestablish that that was not only the case, but that was the expectation. And that's going to be, I think, the hardest thing for Montana State to play replace. It is Nuana's now 1029 ESPN Missoula Statewide SWX Montana Television. Quickly, from a Big Sky Conference perspective, Choate was a great disruptor in the league, for better or for worse. That's something I don't think is necessarily um, necessary to replace, but it will be fascinating to see what the league, how the league proceeds without him. And what I mean by that is when they had big meetings, when there was coaches meetings and things like that. Choate brought an agenda and an aggressive mindset to make change every single meeting. I think sometimes he had some off-the-wall or unattainable or unrealistic ideas. But other times, 
He had good ideas. But who's going to take over that role as the leader? I think Bobby Houck loves leading his own program. I don't necessarily if he I don't know if he necessarily wants to drag the rest of the league along. Jay Hill doesn't really have that much of a uh, an outside of Weber State perception of things. A lot of the guys that I think were also peers to Choate in terms of the health of the league, Tim Walsh, Mike Kramer, Jerome Sowers, those guys aren't in the league anymore. Bruce Barnum can't sit at a table without making a joke. <laughs> you know, I mean, and some of the other schools. We're talking about Montana or Dodge Princess. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So so then where, where does that come from? I don't know. Is, is that a necessary fold in the league, though, do you think? I think that it, to keep Montana State relevant in the sense of you know, as a player in the game, as far as, okay, we're the ones that are going to bring initiatives to the table here for the big sky, where we're more of a leader than a follower. And I think that's what you're exactly getting out with what Chope brought to those head coaches meetings and being able to put Montana State in the forefront where they were the ones pushing the envelope. They weren't the ones that were listening to what the top teams in the league or just anyone in general had to say. It wasn't just, okay, well, Weber State says we're going to do this. Okay, we're going to listen. No, Jeff Cho brought that aggressive mindset. And I think that he it's how he attacks every day of life. That's how he attacks every day of coaching, leading young men, and, and everything in between it. I, I think that that's just the way that he lived. And that, to me, I don't know if that's a huge factor as far as you need to replace that from a league perspective. I just think you can't get walked all over in the sense of Montana State. We touched on this yesterday where I clearly think that they have replaced Eastern, at least right now, for the current time being as far as the— Oh, there's no question. Yes. There's, here's the thing. Eastern Washington had this great run, but it was because of the coach and the players. It has literally nothing to do with the, the uh, foundation of the program. Eastern's program is middle-of-the-road FCS at, at best. I mean, they don't draw that well despite their success. They don't have any facility that puts them above and beyond any of the other premier schools in the in the division. In fact, they're not even on par with most of the premier schools in the division. Eastern Washington won for one reason and one reason alone, players. That's it. They got the best players when Bob Baldwin was there. Montana State, as a program, with what its upward trajectory is and can be, is significantly better than Eastern Washington. And I would make the point that Jeff Choate has already laid the groundwork for whoever comes in next. Why? Because he has established that narrative that, hey, Montana State belongs in the conversation of we're the ones that are going to decide what happens around the Big Sky Conference, where someone's going to walk in to this job, whoever it might be, like, hey, the, the goal of this is you're going to be a top 10 program. That has already been established sure. here. You're the one that can come in and bring things to the table from a conference perspective, and you're the one that can lay the groundwork. It is going to be interesting, and again, from my chair of where uh, I sit with my job, some people might think, oh, okay, this is a crazy statement. It also is going to be interesting how this person aligns with Bobby Houck, sure. because no matter what people want to say behind closed doors or anything, those two actually did get along, and they for had sure. mutual respect for each other for sure. on decisions like this spring football season, Think about it. If Choate and Houck were in different categories, who knows with where we'd be right now as far as both institutions making a spring decision. It seems okay because they were aligned. And with certain things in the conference, don't kid yourself, Montana and Montana State pushed the envelope in the big sky. So can this person come in, establish that, and also work well with Bobby Houck? That will be important, I think. Uh, No question. And and when you talk about the rivalry, too, I mean, we never got to see the full cinema of it play out with Mike Kramer because – Mike Kramer got in a, a big scandal and got fired. Mike Kramer and Bobby Houck were dueling. I mean, Mike Kramer knocked off Joe Glenn in his last year. Then Mike Kramer went and won two more times in the Cacarez game, including against Bobby Houck in 03 and 05. But then Coach Houck was always going to just 
completely trounce Rob Ash because of the personalities. But then Rob Ash was such a veteran and experienced coach going against first-time head coaches in Robin Fluger and Mick Delaney, and that was his definitive advantage. But then, you know, Delaney gets it rolling a little bit. Coach Ty Gregorak gets, you know, some some Bobby Howe gusto and juice into the program, and then all of a sudden the Grizz are back uh, on top of it. And then, I mean, Jeff Choate would have been licking his lips playing Bob Stitt for the rest of time. But the, the battle that could have been Bobby Hawk and Jeff Choate, we will we'll never get to see uh, the full close to the chapter. We could go on and on and on about this forever. I, I, we're going to keep talking about it throughout the weekend and the month because, of course, we're going to have a new coaching hire here uh, pretty soon at Montana State as well. But it is Nuanas now. We are so, so late. But stick it right here. Treasure State Stars, some of the best from around the state of Montana in high school hoops. Presented by Parkside Credit Union and Missoula Electric Co-op right after this. Golter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan and you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's going to be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Special January promo going on by the Wingate by Wyndham right now as well. If you stay two nights in January of 2021, you get a free growler and a fill card for Big Sky Brewing. Big Sky Brewing just right across the way from the Wingate. So if you book, all you got to do is book through the hotel directly. Google Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula, limited to one free beaker per customer, but stay two nights, January 2021, free growler and fill card from Big Sky Brewing, and tell them Nuanas Now sent you. Welcome back. Nuana is now 102.9 ESPN Missoula Statewide. SWX Montana Television. If you want to give us a call, it's easy. 361-3688. 361-3688. You can also text that number. A text from a user per your comment yesterday about Choate's quote, weakness in comparing MSU to previous Power 5 gigs. Could that not be a strength? He pushed and lobbied for MSU uh, has never had before, for things MSU has never had before and has been uh that he has seen his the big time programs he's been. That's a good point. Jeff Cho did do a lot from a player um, perspective because he, he always talks about giving them shelter, safety, and love. And you know, he implemented the training table. He impl- implemented um, a lot of other elements of uh, just being a man. So I think that that is definitely uh, a good element of it. Riley Corcoran joining me in studio. Coulter Nuanas broadcasting to you from the ESPN studios at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. 
happy to be here, happy to be doing some statewide stuff. And that means it is time for a little statewide action. It is our Treasure State Stars. It's proudly presented in part by Missoula Electric Co-op. The Missoula Electric Co-op scholarship, it actually just closed yesterday. So we'll have an announcement on that just coming up. They just closed the polls yesterday, but it was a great contribution that they're making to a local and statewide students. Each year, Missoula Electric Co-op gives away $15,000 in general scholarships to local students, and they also have two $1,000 line program scholarships. All details and potential winners can be found at MissoulaElectric.com. So stay tuned for that. We'll give you an update as soon as we get it because uh, that's very cool, very, very awesome that Missoula Electric Co-op is doing that. So Treasure State Stars, I got six of them for you. We'll go through them quick. We'll start with some of the uh, great young ladies from around the state. Number one, Treasure State Star number one, Jada Clarkston from Whitehall. Huge day, 34 points, including 12 in the fourth quarter. And her Trojans, they upset number three, Anaconda, 64-54. Anaconda was undefeated to that point. Anaconda's been doing great. Uh, good buddy Blake Hempstead, who runs Copperhead Country over in Anaconda, he's been sending me box scores. And Anaconda was off to a great start. So that's a big win by Whitehall behind 34 points from Jada Clarkston. That was the highest point total from uh, either a male or a female in the state of Montana over the weekend. Treasure State star number two. Uh, in a battle of unbeatens, number four, Columbia Falls used a big first half to hand number five, Hamilton, a 48-37 loss. The key player in that, Maddie Robinson from Columbia Falls, she had 16 points. Columbia Falls now 8-0, and they ha- hand the Hamilton Bronx their first loss. So great job by Maddie Robinson and the Columbia Falls Wildcats. Treasure State star number three and our third female honoree, Kylie Kovach, she paved the way with 18 points to lead Florence Carlton past Deer Lodge, 65-32. Falcons led 18-5 after one quarter, and they never looked back. So good win there for Florence Carlton. Uh, good year in sports for Florence Carlton. They're a great football team, and uh, as always, the girls' sports, very strong. Our male Treasure State Stars for the week, and by the way, Treasure State Stars on Nuanas now is brought to you by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union has so many perks, free rewards, checking accounts with cash back, high dividend rates, and ATM fee refunds. All types of mortgages, great credit rates on auto and recreational vehicle loans, low rates, no credit card fees. Just say yes to savings at Parkside Credit Union. They got one of the best mobile and online experiences of any bank in Montana. Check out Parkside Credit Union's online financial education platform, Parkside Credit Union. The best place to bank, the best place to get a loan in all of Western Montana. They love to say yes. Treasure State star number four, Rhett Reynolds. Great name. From Shelby. Coyotes are rolling right now. They're number two in Class B, and they had a 71-48 win over Rocky Boy. That's a good win because it's hard to win at Rocky Boy no matter what the year. But Rhett Reynolds had 29 points to lead the way for the Coyotes. So big uh, Saturday for Rhett Reynolds. Treasure State star number five. I have to imagine that he's related to all the other great peoples that have come through Butte Central. Don Peoples Jr. has been the AD and a, a, co- a coach in multiple sports at Butte Central for forever. have to imagine Dougie Peoples is related in some form or fashion, but Dougie Peoples had a great game on Saturday for Butte Central. 31 points to lead the Maroons to a 70-32 to victory over Stevensville. 
And finally, Treasure State star number six. It's Colton Graham. He had 26 points for the number four Polson Pirates. They routed local rival, fellow Flathead Valley rival Whitefish, 72-52. to Jarrett Wilson, who's a great football player, lit it up in the state. He also had 12 points for the Pirates, but 26 points for Colton Graham and the Polson Pirates. Riley, you're diving into the high school game tonight, right? Tonight? SWX Montana Television, Hellgate versus Big Sky. Big Sky. Because I know that there's a couple cross towns this week, right? Big Sky plays Sentinel as well this week, right? Right. So you, yes. got, you got Hellgate, Big Sky tonight. So are you excited? I'm so pumped. I mean, 8 o'clock game, so it's a little bit later start, but uh, Crosstown High School basketball, there's there's nothing quite like it, and I'm curious just to see the, the scene that's going to surround it where you know, you look on paper, right? Hellgate, we know how good they've been. They've won 48 of their last 51. For Big Sky, it's been tough go of it. They've lost 55 of their last 61 games. But it feels different this year. Big Sky took number one Sentinel to the ropes last week, only lost by six. They've won two games already. They've matched their regular season win total from last year. Second, your coach, Ryan Hansen, shout out, doing a great job for Big Sky, where it feels like that this could be a David Goliath type I don't want to say upset, but it could be a close game tonight with Big Sky Hellgate. But my bonus Treasure State star is Beckett Arthur from Hellgate. I mean, unreal on the pitch. But what did he do on the basketball court? He's the leading returning scorer for the defending state champions in Hellgate. And he had the game-winning shot at the buzzer. Hellgate was losing at Butte Coulter by eight going into the fourth quarter this last weekend. They stormed back into overtime. Beckett Arthur makes a three at the buzzer. Everybody goes wild. Just what you dream about. Beckett Arthur, bonus Treasure State star. I don't care if there's no fans allowed. It is harder than hell to win in Butte, Montana. Mile high, mile deep. You are in it if you're in Butte. (laughs) It doesn't matter if the Bulldogs are great or not, if the Maroons are great or not. It is hard. The hardest places I ever had to win in Montana high school sports was in basketball, the Civic Center in Butte, and the Pit in Anaconda. Doesn't matter how the teams are rolling. Those team, those places, they're tough to play, and it's because of all the great people in those great communities. Hey, it is Nuanas now. One two ninety ESPN Missoula statewide SWX Montana Television. The return of two tail Nuanas, but it's not the two tail you're looking for. <laughs> Austin two tail, give us a call. A little remembrance on Kobe Bryant and what he meant to the world at large. A year ago today, Kobe Bryant passed away, so we will remember the Mamba right after this. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Rise against Reese, is that what you got going on for us? Oh, I thought I was going to call it out. Regardless, more post-punk. We like that. By the way, you here. missed when your headphones weren't working, Wheel in the Sky by Journey. Uh, Great song to start, see? Reese is making sure he God. gets my 80s fix in here, too, before all this stuff you're listening to. I need, this uh, I need, like, four different uh, helpers at this exact moment. <laughs> I got my headphones plugged in the wrong jack. Whatever. We have no time to waste. It is time now. This is Nuanas now, by the way. 1029 ESPN Missoula. You already knew that, though. Used to be two-tail Nuanas. Now it's going to be two-tail Nuanas and Corcoran here for a brief minute because we go to the Rankage Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in 
Austin Tutel, the younger brother and better looking version of the Tutel brothers. And uh, first of all, buddy, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. How's your new life? You inherited your brother's house, even though it cost you an arm and a leg to buy it. What's going on in your world? Culture, man. Good to hear from you. Uh, it has been a little while. We need to fix that too. I've been trying to line up some NBA games. We'll figure it out soon. But uh, yeah, man, life is good. Uh, new house, kind of kind of a weird feeling. Being a homeowner for sure, uh, but a good thing, obviously. And uh, you know, the craziness of the COVID school year continues, but we're we're figuring it out. We're getting getting things rolling. Uh, trying to get things back to a little bit more of a normal schedule here uh, in the good old Missoula County public schools. So bringing, bringing kiddos back in uh, close to full time four days a week. So it's a good thing. So I got the reigning Montana broadcaster of the year, and Riley Corkin sitting here. I got the reigning Missoula. I mean, how many times? You, you, you've won at least one Missoula teacher of the year. So I'm surrounded by... <laughs> I'm surrounded by celebrities, but you're also a dang good radio guy and a dang good NBA analyst. And today is the anniversary of Kobe Bryant's death. And uh, this was honestly, when this happened a year ago today, this was the most sad a celebrity death made me. And I think there was a variety of reasons for it. We did a lot about it uh, when it first happened. I thought Kobe was a larger than life figure. He was both a hero and a villain, which is so rare uh, in this day and age in sports where everybody's so ardent about their brand more than anything it seemed as if he was going to be immortal because he had been a part of our lives for so long being drafted by the los angeles lakers as a teenager being a part of that organization for so long and being in the spotlight for so long but i know this one hits you hard too we talked about it quite a bit but just your reactions your impressions now that it's been a year since kobe bryant first passed yeah um man it was it was it's crazy obviously when this happened and i think uh, you know, it was felt um, around the country and really around the world more so than any uh, celebrity death that I can remember or think of offhand. Um, but yeah, for me personally, especially, I just like, I just fell in love with the kid when he was 17 years old and I was, I don't know, I don't know how old I was at the time, but we were like nine. Certainly. Like maybe, yeah, something like that, like grade school. Oh yeah, because I, I think I got his jersey in third grade with every last penny of my allowance. That was like the one thing that I'd, you know, I'd saved up for this trip that we took as a family to Orlando to see my great grandma. Kind of a big city thing is the first time I'd really been into a big city. And so I was like, oh man, there's going to be basketball jerseys there. <laughs> uh, so I saved up uh, and got a Kobe jersey. So that was third grade, man. Um, and I, like, I just, like a hawk, watch this kid's growth and then the career. Um, and he just, you know, it's just that, that classic, like, childhood athlete hero uh, that does have that sort of immortal quality. And so it was just so shocking to hear that, especially, I mean, the, the big tragedy of it is, has been well documented is that he just had, like, really made, uh, he kind of evolved as a human in so many ways in his last few years of his career and then into retirement. Um, and it just seemed like he was figuring out life and had really figured out life in terms of letting down his guard and being a little more vulnerable and uh, being more outwardly joyful and happy. And, you know, he just, he just kind of seemed to have kind of hit the sweet spot in life and uh, you know, then it, it's gone. So 
was definitely a reminder for everybody that we need to take advantage of our time and uh, prioritize things and check our values. And, um, you know, I think obviously we have those reminders from time to time, but just collectively uh, as big a news story as it was and how kind of just shocking as it was for everyone, it was kind of a collective reminder. Um, so I don't know, it doesn't really answer your question. That was just more of my reflecting back to when it happened, but um, I don't know. It's been, it, it's it's still weird to think about sometimes that that he's dead, you know? Still doesn't seem real, stuff. right? Yeah. Still doesn't seem real. Well, that's what we're here for. We're here for (laughs) reflective therapy. It is Nuana's now the therapy hour with Austin Tutel on the line, Riley Corkin in the studio. Go ahead, Riley. Uh, You know, Austin, I think you touched on that, and it really kind of builds up to what Kobe Bryant became as a human being and this larger-than-life figure as he evolved and as someone that watched him at the beginning of his career and became a fan immediately. You have great perspective on this because to me, of why it became such a tragedy, tragedy among many other reasons, is it felt like he had so much more to do and so much more to accomplish in his life with the figure that he was for women's sports and just being uh, maybe an ambassador to the entire NBA game in general. Did you get that sense too where it was so shocking because again, he found that sweet spot as you uh, said in life and he just had so much more he wanted to accomplish. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, the the women's basketball ambassador for sure uh, and then obviously you put on uh, Gigi's death to go along with that, who was uh, this young kid who had this potential and this promise and, I mean, all the resources in the world and seemingly had that sort of genetic uh, X factor that Kobe also possessed. Um, and, you know, and it was just, it was a sad, it was a sad day really for women's basketball for both of them to go um and then, uh, in terms of the other things that Kobe was just kind of taking off with more, I mean, he just it, it was such a became such a business minded guy. Um, but I think, it, it, to me, looking at it, it, there's people that go into business um, in terms of profit margin, bottom line, um, which of course you're you're going to do. That's part of the deal. For Kobe, too, it was like extending that inspiration that he was in it, uh, able to instill in people, especially young people, uh, through his playing. He kind of figured out how to harness that and translate it into so many different ways, mostly the storytelling um, that he had gotten into um, to, to writing books um, or at least co-writing some, some stories and books uh, and then doing some film stuff uh, just on the storytelling front. And the point of all that was just to inspire people and kids in particular to sort of find their niche and then go with it. He, uh, if you watch interviews with him, especially post-career, you know, he got a lot of questions about uh, what inspires you or how do you... What what drove you? How did you get to be the way that you are in terms of your work ethic and, and determination and all this? And, it, you know, he, he very frequently gave advice like, look, no one or not, not everyone's going to be what I am. I have my box. I have my frame. And for me, it was basketball. And it was early on and I knew that. And so that's just what I focused on. And that's who I was. That's what I became. Um, but, you know, his, his deal, his angle is 
find what it is that you're, you know, that you, not even that you love necessarily. I mean, I think you hear that a lot, but it was more find what you uh, think that you will be great at and find things that make you happy and find things that you have uh, tendencies towards and, and make that your boss and just focus, like hyper focus on that thing, make that your life. And you will have no option, but become great if you can um, kind of just put, put your energy into one place and really commit yourself to that. And I think that was kind of the whole modern mentality thing. Um, but he was just translating into different arenas to try to reach more and more people. So it would have been really fun to watch that continue to evolve and grow and just to see what that kind of became. Um, as it is, it still had become <clears throat> quite a big deal. And I think, Coulter, to go back to your original question, being a year removed, um, I, I think a lot of people maybe didn't realize, I think a lot of people in the sports world realized what some of the things he was doing, but um, his death kind of brought some of those things more into um, a public eye um, outside of the sports world. And so, you know, it's not, it's not as if we didn't get to see the fruition of that entirely because I think what he had done, um, you know, it kind of speaks for itself standing as it is. Um, and people can still pull from that what they will. Um, and now there's probably, you know, arguably a higher percentage of people that are aware of those things that he was involved with and doing uh, because of his death. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's it's a tragic thing, but also um, uh, can still be kind of an inspiring thing to look at and say, wow, that guy. Uh, turned some corners, figured some things out, and and was able to give some really good advice to a lot of people um, with his tone there. So, and we hope that's what he's remembered for. It is Austin Tutel joining us on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line to remember. Kobe Bryant. And, buddy, we'll have you back on because I want to do a whole NBA segment with you. Maybe we get some more thoughts on this, too, because I think the way that Kobe's legacy is resonating and has been accentuated since his passing, while not surprising, uh, has been pretty special to watch. But we appreciate you taking a few minutes, and uh, we'll circle back around with you soon. It is Austin Tutel right here on Nuanas Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. We got to get out, but before we get out, Riley and I were already so hungry today. We already ate our Tagliari sandwiches. We already crushed them, but uh, they were as good as it gets. We're not going to waste our time chomping in the mic with your ears, but I got the Beach Boy. Riley got the Doobie Brothers. They're both delicious, nutritious, and filling. You want to go check out Tagliari Delicatessen. It's the best sandwiches in all the state of Montana. It's right there on the corner of Beckwith and Higgins, right past the roundabout, right next to, right down the way from uh, good buddies at American Eye Care. Shout out to Lindsay. I know he's a, a big supporter of this show. But uh, Tagliari Deli, go in there, check out all the sandwiches. We've gotten a chance to try the entire menu. They're really, really good. And right now we got Tagliari for you as well. Number three color. That's number three color. 361-3688. We got a $25 gift card to Tagliari Deli in Missoula. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you strong. Got a couple more questions from the Rangish Brothers Army phone line about Coach Chope. We also got some 
Bobcat Grizzly basketball analysis and our good buddy Anthony Knockrider is going to join us at 5.30 to talk Buccaneers to the Super Bowl. It is Nuanez now. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 